Hey everyone, I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm Meg Revis, and we're the Megs. We have a lot of fun laughing and learning how to squeeze the good out of today. We're both put together today. I know, I'm wearing my big earrings. I never wear big earrings. Can't see it with all my hair, but... (laughs) They're there. (laughs) We'll push it back so we can do a little screenshot for this episode. They're really cute. (laughs) Um, I have my big earrings in and my mini high pony. So I didn't do all my hair up. I did a miniature high pony, but I'm now kind of regretting it because you can see how dark I haven't gotten my, I haven't gotten my hair done. (laughs) And so I'm not blonde. Maybe we need to change that on the website. Well, part of (laughs) half of my hair, half of my hair is blonde (laughs) and half of it's really dark like my natural hair color is. So, but we look cute. We do. We're ready for today's episode and I have an icebreaker. Okay. We haven't done one of those in a while. I know. What you got? Well, I figured because we've been watching probably more TV than we should be watching <laughs> truth, <laughs> but hashtag pandemic. So, right. um, I've been watching a lot of shows and my girls were watching a show the other day and it's an kind of an oldie for Audrey, but we all love it. And I was like, I literally adore this couple. And it got me to thinking about other TV couples So the icebreaker today is what or who is your favorite TV couple and why? Oh, man, you might have to go first so I can think about this for a second. I know. I guess it is. It is a little bit of a it's like I got to think back to all my shows. (laughs) I do have a little bit of a head start because. I get to come up with these. (laughs) Yeah, right. I need to come up with the next one. Okay, so you go first and I'll think. Okay, so Disney has a show that was out in like, gosh, I think it was 2010 maybe. I don't know how long it ran or what the run run dates, how the run dates were, Um, but it was Good Luck Charlie and the mom and dad are Amy and Bob Duncan. And I adore them. I've never seen that show. Oh my gosh. My girls love, love, love. So would my, would Reed like it? Oh yes. Okay. We we all sit and watch it. Even me and Logan, because Bob and Amy are hilarious. It's chaos. (laughs) It's chaos all the time. And I think that this would, it's probably the, a pretty accurate view of me and Logan on TV. That's like the show. I mean, Reed, I think has watched a, I mean, she's watched a lot of those Disney, you know, shows. One of her favorites is stuck in the middle. Did you guys ever see that yes. one? I like that. Those parents are funny. I mean, the whole thing is funny just because of all the kids. It's similar to that. It's similar okay. to the stuck in the middle parents. Like there, there's some days that they're just like funny. There's other days where they're just like in survival and there's other days where it's like really cute and lovey-dovey, like, oh, look, they've been married forever. And they're, I don't know. I just really like them. We look nothing like them. And there's parts of their personality that aren't like ours, but mm-hmm. I just love them together. So Bob and Amy Duncan from Good Luck Charlie, 
I mean, I have a lot of favorite couples, but that was the one that I would have pegged you for picking the office. Pam and Pam and something. Um, I see. I don't watch The Office, so Jim. Was, his name's Jim. Pam okay. and Jim. <laughs> a lot pop in my head. You know, if you go back to the, like the nineties, good old um, oh uh, Kelly and Zach from Saved by the Bell. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I really contemplated also Monica and Chandler. Okay, that would be another one on my list because Ross you kind of see their whole. I they're not as favorite for me. I think I like the Monica and Chandler better. I don't know. It just seems more real. Um, also, the Alias couple, the um, Sydney and Vaughn. Did you ever watch Alias? I didn't. No. Okay, yeah, that's we like just- the. Made Main. fun of you and Ben. I know. <laughs> we love that show. But yeah, Sydney and Vaughn, like that was a fun couple. There's some good ones out there. I like it when they are, like how you said, when it seems like they're realistic, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, how they have their good moments, their passionate moments, but funny too. I don't know. Yeah. Ross so. and Rachel by the end just seemed like they were just trying to tie it up in a bow too much to me. Yeah. Um, you know what show I tried to find yesterday that me and Audrey were watching um, is When Calls the Heart, and it's such a good show. Like, it's just one of those like, there's nothing bad in it. It's just a like you know back in the day, um, Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like it's that. Like a newer version, right? Of- that. I watched the first few seasons and then I got wind that the main guy character left the Don't show. Don't tell me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I've already watched past. <laughs> no, I'm already past that. Yeah. And so then I was like, eh, whatever. So I moved but on. But there's new main guy characters. Ooh. Anyways, they so took maybe it. I should pick it back up. But they took it off of Netflix. Oh, they did? So I was searching for the new season on Netflix and they're not playing it on Netflix. They're playing it on their Hallmark movie yeah. channel. Yeah. So now we'll be purchasing that. I know. So That's I how watch. they get you. That's how they get you. So I can watch When Calls the Heart. I just wanted like a feel good, I don't know, just easy breezy show to watch last night. And that's what I was thinking of and I couldn't find it. So mm. then I was bummed out. But that show makes me cry. Oh, Megan, the tears I have cried over that show. What doesn't make you cry. <laughs> I know, but it's happy. It's happy tears. The happy tears. Mm. Like when was your last good happy cry? Mm. Well, I mean, thinking of shows, we watched that movie. Is it on Disney? I think it's on Disney Safety. Have you guys oh. watched it? No. It's a football movie, but Reed even loved it. Ten-year-old <gasps> girl loved it. Even Landry sat through it. Okay. She didn't really have a choice because we were watching it. But yeah, we watched it as a family night one night and it's called Safety and it's based on a true story. And I think it's the true stories. That's what it is for me. It's the the movies or shows that are based on true stories that you're like somebody really went yeah, through this. Like they went through something really hard and they came out on the other end and they persevered. Those are the ones that I get super choked up. Now I'm not usually sobbing in the corner of the couch because then I have to deal with my kids like, mommy, are you okay? What's wrong, mommy? So I just kind of keep it in and I just let it roll down my cheek. 
your kids are nice. Mine are like throwing pillows at me and laughing and pointing. You're they're so like, lame, mom. They're like, mom's crying again at the Good Luck Charlie episode <laughs> where Bob and Amy make up. <laughs> like they, yeah. or dis- cartoon Disney movies. You know, I cried at, I cry in Little Mermaid. I cry in, you're right. I just cry. You cry at it all. Commercials? Yes. I get it from my dad. My oh, dad yes. is a big crier. But not like, not like a baby crier, but like a, like things touch his heart. He has a sensitive heart and that's how it is for me too. Like it, if it's touching my heart, like in a, it's like, I can't even stop the waterworks are going to come. Yeah. Ben's not a big crier. I'm no. sure Logan isn't either. No. I mean, he, I've probably seen him cry three times, you know, in our whole marriage and relationship. He's so emotionally even keeled, but I also have never seen him yell. He's not a big, like super, yeah, he just doesn't yell. That's just his personality. He's kind of in this zone of, you know, um, no high highs, no low lows. I do. I kind of tease him that he's a little heartless. Like, (laughs) where's your emotion, dude? (laughs) Yeah. I got all of it. It's, it went all to me. That's right. I am a yeller. I don't like to admit that, but I am. Now, I have had a uh, bad cry recently. Have you had one of those? Yes, which I know we need to discuss all of this probably. So this is a good episode to kind of, we'll just like throw it all Do you want to share your bad cry or you want me to share mine? I'll share mine. Okay, you share yours. But I, I will say like, there's definitely a difference between a good cry and a bad cry. Like these, like when we're talking about the shows and stuff, that's definitely more of a happy cry, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, a few tears rolling down. But a bad cry, I'm talking about like, when when did you last ugly cry? Yeah. So mine was a few weeks ago. We, um, Ben, my husband, he was parked at work. And he, like, he drove his uh, car. He has a Toyota Sequoia. It's old, like really old, but he has a Toyota Sequoia. So big SUV and he drove it to work. Everything was fine. He went out, took it out to lunch. Everything was fine. And then at the end of the day, he got in uh, his car and started it. And he said it sounded like a race car, you know, just this major huge sound and he thought oh no something's wrong and he called the our mechanic and our mechanic was like oh ben i'm so sorry it's somebody probably rolled underneath your suv and cut out your catalytic converters which i didn't know what those were at the time but now i do that's what keeps your car quiet and so sure enough Uh, He drove it to our mechanic and uh, they put it up on the lift and some crew, that's what they did. They took both of his catalytic converters and it also damaged his transmission line. And so, you know, that actually was not the part that I ugly cried over. (laughs) That somebody vandalized y'all's car? Yeah, I was mad. I was mad and upset because it's an old car, so it's not really worth a whole lot, you know? And so we had to really balance out, is it worth putting the money into it and all of that? It's getting fixed. All is fine. But so Ben was a little bummed that night, I think just because of the vandalism. But the next day he went off to work 
and I was at home and I was drinking my coffee. And I mean, Meg, it was like this flood of emotions hit me and I started just sobbing, like ugly cry, sobbing. And I was sitting there and I was so hurt because this car, Ben's car actually has such deep meaning for us. So before our son Bennett got sick with cancer, Ben was in a really bad car accident. And, uh, do you remember that? I I mean, he got hit really bad and it totaled his car and we were still working out all the insurance stuff and he hadn't, you know, settled any of that. So we had not bought a new car and then our son got sick and now we're having to, you know, have some of the kids in Lafayette where we were living. And then we were going to Memphis to St. Jude for Bennett's treatment. And we had no car there. Some different families pitched in and helped, you know, pay for a rental car for a while. But then we had somebody in our church actually give us that Toyota Sequoia. Um, so sweet. Like the sweetest I'm gesture. Cry. I'm I know. Cry. <laughs> the sweetest gesture ever was just that this family saw a major need that we had and we had no time to go buy a car. You know, we're fighting cancer with our son. And so <clears throat> they gave us that Toyota Sequoia. And so our last memories with Bennett are in that car in Memphis. Like it's the car that Bennett was in the back seat and we picked Ben up from the airport and he just went crazy excited. Like that's a huge memory I have of him. And then that was the car that we drove into the hospital when, you know, right before he passed away. And I mean, just all of those memories, memories were flooding me and I was, I couldn't even contain it. Like the tears were just coming out. I think for me, it was not because at this point I didn't know if we were going to be repairing it or not, the truck or mm-hmm. the SUV. And so I was just so distraught. And for me, it was not the fact that we wouldn't have the car anymore. It was the fact that it didn't just die on its own. It would be taken Somebody took it from, from us, you. you know, because of just stupid vandalism and trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was a, it was a crazy, ugly cry last week, but then we figured out that we could get it repaired and it wouldn't cost a whole lot. And, you know, so all is well, tears have been wiped away, but, but you don't even know, like when those triggers, like, did oh you gosh. even know that that was deep no. down in there? And that- no, no. I That's even what's... told my neighbor and how I was ugly crying over that car. And she was like, yeah, there might be something there you need to like work through. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> well, that's definitely where my ugly cry is. But I feel like mine is like definitely something that I continually, you know, like kind of like a lifelong work through. Like yeah. this will probably be something I, but it happened in similar weeks. We both were kind of dealing a with, mess. yeah, we both were a hot mess for a minute. Logan will tell you, he saw this coming. Um, and it happens to me and I'm just going to be real open and honest. And I'm kind of putting some of my, you know, not that I hold back on any of my personal stuff, but this, I really usually hold pretty close to me. And I would say Logan and um, maybe my best friend know about this. And I recently kind of shared it with Megan. Anyways, I, my ugly cry um, 
was over, I struggle really, really badly with just the insecurities. And we were working on actually stuff for the podcast and it boiled up and just overflowed is the best word that I can. Uh, I would say blew up. Blew up is probably a better <laughs> I don't word. even think it was an overflow. <laughs> I think it was like a complete explosion. <laughs> and Logan will tell you, he saw it coming for months. So yeah. I would say when it kind of blows up for me like this, it's maybe once every few years. So it's not something that it's like not a, a weekly or monthly or even yearly struggle. Like I think just because I've worked hard to work through that for so many years and just figure out, you know, what are some triggers? What are, what's the cause of it? What's healthy ways to work through it? Um, but we were working on a little project for the podcast and I mean, it was just this immediate um, of I'm not good enough. I can't do anything. I can't do anything right. Um, what am I bringing to the table? I mean, all kinds of really insecure, lots of doubts, mm -hmm. just yucky thoughts, right? Yeah. And it got so heavy. Um, it's like a, it was like a 24 hour deal for me where, and I could not stop crying, like just this enormous amount of insecurity and, um, where I couldn't even talk to Logan or Megan about it. Oh, but I mean, I text you and I was like, Hey, let's just talk on the phone. And you text back. No. <laughs> like that was it. And then I heard nothing from you. So that's when you know it's really bad because mm -hmm. when I'm in a healthier place, you know me, I'm ready to talk through it and work through it. I want to talk about all the emotions all the time, get it out immediately. Let's work through it. But this is my big struggle. And I hold that real, real close. And I didn't even tell Logan what was going on. I just said, Hey, I've had a really, really bad day. When you come home, I don't want to talk about it. Just um, if you could hang out with the girls, I just need some time to myself. I've just got to sort through some of these thoughts and emotions. Like I could, I was not ready to talk to anybody about it. But here's the other thing. This is actually th something that I was not proud of, but just I could see some growth in myself. I know when I'm hurting that bad, that deeply, when I'm working through those thoughts and that struggle, um, if I talk about it before I'm ready to, I tend to lash out and <laughs> I get super mouthy, Megan. Yeah. Like, really not, mouthy. I could, I could see that. And I say things that I don't mean. I know that I'm going to regret. They're not my actual feelings or thoughts towards that person. It's just... I'm hurting so bad and you're making me talk about it and I'm not ready to. And so I'm already going to be immediately kind of on the defense about it. Well, and just in a bad mood. And when we're in bad moods, we're short with people. Yeah. Just yeah. generally not okay. And, um, I've learned that about myself so that I really, when I was telling you, Hey, no, I'm not, we can't talk about this or even to Logan, it was more of a protective measure protecting the relationships that I care about because when my heart is hurt deeply, I get who that doesn't that sound funny when I'm hurting deeply, I get mouthy. 
like a yucky <laughs> mouthy? Like, no, I'm not surprised by that. But Meg, what I mean, that's some good wisdom right there in realizing. And I know you've probably learned the hard way, honestly, over life of oh, yeah. realizing that when you're in one of those moods and you're just deeply hurt and deeply cut, that you just need to kind of do your own thing so you don't hurt other people and bring right. them into that pain with you. Right. And that is, and I, and I, I was proud because I think I did a good job communicating that to you and to Logan of, Hey, I'm not trying to push you out or push you away and just like hole up. I'm literally saying I know myself and I, I'm not angry at you, but, yeah. but I'm afraid I would lash out at you. Um, and I'm that just, that wasn't a good place to go or be in. And so anyways, I just, you know, did lots of like, um, crying, crying, <laughs> soul searching, um, just taking a minute to kind of regroup and think through like, where are these feelings? Where do they originate from? Where do they come from? Like, how can I work through that? How can I be healthier? Like, so when this sneaks up every couple of years, you know, I don't know. And it, it literally did. It took me just 24 hours. I just needed 24 hours and then, you know, we're fine. Yeah. But I know that that is a, I say fine. It is something that we're all a work in progress, right? Mm -hmm. So I think for me, that's something that I know I need to continually watch, work through, try to have some you know, even more growth in those areas and just knowing that, you know, I do, I, I do have talents and I do. Yes, you do. I can do things. Yes, you can. <laughs> it, it was an ugly cry. Oh, Megan, I probably went through, I don't know how many box boxes of tissues probably. So we like, both probably need a little counseling. I think that that's great. I tell everybody that, um, you know, that there's times where I've loved it, like highly recommend it. There's times where I didn't love it, like not my favorite thing, but I still think it's good for you. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, we had grief counseling after Bennett died, like right away. But I mean, we're going on almost seven years now. And so no doubt there's obviously uh, with bawling my eyes out over a car, there are still things, you know, that are that boil underneath it. We call those the sneaky attacks in grief. Like when you really don't know they're coming, I can prepare for the day he died. I can prepare for his birthday. I can prepare for all mother's day, all that kind of stuff and the holidays, but it's those sneaky attacks that man, they take me down, down. And you, it, I think that's worse because that's what you're saying. It's just, you don't know it's coming. You don't know it's at coming. All. Yeah. And yours is a sneaky attack too. You know, right. it's, it was just one little thing that triggered you. And then it was this flood of negativity in your head, you know, and just, and, yep. and getting down on yourself. And I did appreciate Logan was really great in saying, um, you know, he saw it coming. So like, what a good spouse to be aware of that. Like, Hey, I don't know when this is going to hit exactly, but I'm seeing this in her and I know it's probably coming at any minute. And he just handled things so incredibly, like just loving. He let me have my space. He knew when I said, I don't, I can't talk about it. 
I cannot talk about it. So he gave you that time. He just gave me that time. And then when I was ready um, to sit down and talk with him through it, it wasn't like he rushed me, like he let me take all the time in the world that I needed to kind of then go through it all with him. And so um, I have a pretty amazing husband <laughs> and he doesn't ever have, I feel like he doesn't ever have any of those like, Oh, Ben doesn't either. Sneak I, attacks, man. We're just, I guess the emotion, or maybe ones. they just hold it in, hold it all on their shoulders. I don't know. So when we were first married, I was like the total, like hold all the emotions in girl. I mean, we would, I think it was when we were dating and we were, um, like in a car and I got so mad at him for something. And I just gave him the cold shoulder for like four hours in the car. That was how I rolled back in the day. (laughs) I have learned otherwise to just speak up and say, I'm not good. Yeah. And here's the thing. Those are your feelings, your emotions. So even if they don't make sense to the other person, all you have to say is, hey, this really felt yucky to me, or can we talk about this situation, or here's how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times, I would say nine times out of 10, it's like a miscommunication. It was never intentional, you know, things like that, that it just has to be when the time is right talked through and worked through. And I would love to have, um, cause I know Ben does a lot of, um, different types of counseling, just being in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe we could have him and even, um, another professional on to talk yeah. about conflict resolution. Oh yeah. That's like huge. Because if you think about it, it's not just like in a, you know, um, where you need it in like an intimate relationship, but you also need it, you know, for your kids. You need it for working business partners, business working partners. partners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had to work through conflicts together. Mm-hmm. So I just think knowing how to go through a, with integrity and respect and love, like showing people, Hey, here's how you can go through conflict resolution, you know, doing it lovingly with integrity, you know, those things. Right. So, um, yay, there we go. Another episode. I love the, <laughs> the love other that. day. Uh, it was probably two or three days ago. I told Ben, I said, um, something's not right. I'm in a funk. I don't know why. And I just need you to know that. And he was like, okay, like, what do you need? I said, I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling anything right now. Do you have those times where like you just get in such a funk of a mood that I like you can't do anything? I do actually that was me a few days ago and it took a few days and I don't know if it was because it was coming off of the whole car thing and the emotions and the big cry and, you know, just, you know, the grieving and all of that. And then I just kind of flew me into funk mode, but I definitely have those, you know, monthly. I was just about to say mine. Come, I honest to God, I was just about to say mine comes once a month, mm-hmm. but it's not the week that you know, I know is. mine isn't either. It's just, I will go into just this emotional funky mood where th- nothing seems right. I get really down on myself. It's not 
depression. I have gone through clinical depression. Like I went through all of that after Bennett passed away and we moved cities and then I didn't know anybody and I felt real lonely. Like I've been in the clinical depressed state for a while. This is more of like the short-term depression. I don't know if that's a thing. Can I ask you, is it okay? Yeah. Can you tell me for you, what is the difference? How do you know it's you're just in a little funk for a little bit versus, oh, the, versus clinical the clinical depression. depression. Yeah, that's a good question. It probably varies from person to person. Uh, part of it is I got into counseling and they told me that I was clinically depressed. So there was that, you know, where somebody told me. But before that, it honestly, it was Ben who started picking up on um, my complete lack of engaging with anybody, with the family. I just wanted to sit on the couch all day. I just wanted to sleep all day. I mean, I would rally enough to get the kids off to school or get, you know, at that time Landry was, I think in preschool, I mean, I would rally enough to do that, but then I would just get right back into my mode of just doing nothing. Um, and I, I, I physically couldn't pull myself to do anything. You know, if somebody would say, oh, well, you know, just do something that makes you feel good. Like if you want to go, I don't know, read a book or shopping, I couldn't even physically get myself to do that. And so that's where the red flags for Ben came up. I wasn't red flagging over it. I think that that's because I was just in that state of mind, but he was of, this is not a normal place for Megan. You know, she doesn't normally act like this. If she does have a couple days where she's down, she can usually pull herself back out and be okay. But I wasn't able to pull myself out. And so I had, I went and got counseling and I mean, Meg, I boohooed my way through like the first five counseling sessions. It was just like all this emotion and I could have shared it with Ben, but he's heard it, you know? So I think it was sitting down with somebody professional and being able to sort through, just sort through so many things. And yes, some of it was our son and some of it was just nothing to do with that. And it was totally other situations in life. Other junk. yeah, Yeah. Have been, you know, just stewing and boiling under the surface and I needed somebody to help pull it out. So you can tell the difference now though, but I can, because I've been there, been there right yeah. between your little funk phases. Yeah. And your- I mean, my funk phases are few and far between once, or, you know, once a month. That's me. I've been in a funk phase for but sure. I can usually, you know, kind of tell myself, all right, what are some things that usually help bring you out of these moods? And I can rely on that. And even if I just get one done, that helps my spirits a little bit. So like some self-care, which, oh, you know, I'm huge. For I'm a sure. big advocate for. Yeah. I think that as moms and wives, we tend to put other people ahead of ourselves and then we can get rolled down on ourselves. And I think it's really easy to listen to negative self-talk, you know, than positive self-talk. And so I think that's where my funky moods come in. And I start to think that I can't do anything, but I think it's a little less than what you were talking with in your, you know, yeah. what you were going through. Um, but yeah, self-care, I'm sure our self-care looks really different because our personalities are so different. Mine is, um, I want to read a, 
reading a book helps me. I don't, I, but I have to be careful because sometimes I get really wrapped into a book story and then I'm, I don't know. And then it can actually spiral me down. So I have to be careful what kind of story I read. Is it like how you, uh, throw yourself into shows the, um, yes, yes. And I start dreaming about them. Yeah. So I know that I can't watch, I can't Netflix binging and movie binging and all of that is opposite self-care for me because then I get so wrapped up into their stories and then I find other things to get down on. It doesn't help pull me out of that. I need to, like, I need to go on a walk. I need sunshine. I need vitamin D. I need to do something for somebody else. That's really big for me as even if it's for my kids or, you know, for my husband as focusing on someone else other than me. Um, actually reading my Bible helps me a lot, you know, of just reminding me perspective of how small I am and how big God is. And the small things that I go through are really not huge, you know? Yeah. That's another one. That's really big for me. That's good stuff, man. I would not say because we are so different, you know, even our part, not just personalities, but our Enneagram stuff is different. Uh, Reading a book is not, (laughs) that might send me, that might send me into a further (laughs) funk. Um, you know, I have told Logan over the last couple of days, I need to go to the beach. Take Mm. me. I just want to go to the beach just with him and see the sand. Not I my, know that would not be my self care. Take me to the beach, like so something outdoorsy like that, but just me and him. So if I could spend time with just him or time with just a you know really good friend, um, getting out and even just running a couple of errands, kind of like retail therapy. Oh yeah. Which I know I'm sure if therapists are listening out there, y'all are saying that's a whole other bag that I need to kind of go through, (laughs) but I don't know. My stepmom is all over retail therapy. She will, but hers is online now, you know, cause she's not going into stores and she'll just like go to TJ Maxx and start throwing things in the cart. You know, Oh, I like that. I like that. And she doesn't always buy it. Honestly, she hardly ever buys it, but it's the therapy of even just looking at it and putting it in the cart. That's taking your so mind. much for her. Yes, yes. Yes. It takes your mind off of whatever you were dealing with back home. Really, honestly, for me, it's, if it's getting me out of the house. So, and I knew this when I was in Texas or now in Florida, just getting me out of that space. I just need to get out of the house and go somewhere and see people. I don't even have to know them. Like (laughs) being other people and being kind of out in society or, you know, going on a quick date with Logan, that always gets me out of the funk. Uh, The thing that I did the other day, which I had not done, this is going to sound so terrible and awful, but it's really because of COVID. Um, I haven't had a pedicure in about a hundred years. Yeah. My feet were looking gross. Um, but I went and got a pedicure just by myself and it immediately changed my mood. Isn't that funny how little stuff like that helps? I think hanging out with friends, a friend, I don't want like a group of friends. I prefer one-on-one with you do people good with one-on-one time. I, do. I, if I, if I'm in a just kind of a bummer mood. Usually if I just have coffee or lunch or something with a friend, it significantly changes my attitude. 
Now, are you open? Like, do you tell people, Hey, I'm kind of in a funk. Do you want to get to get like, do you tell, are you just like, Hey, let's hang out. I think it depends on the person completely open. I'll be broadcasting it to everybody. Like, Hey, it's that week during like the month, like <laughs> who wants to hang out? I, but it's been hard during COVID. So you've got to be a lot more careful. Like I had to get creative with, you know, I could go out with Logan, but maybe not a whole lot of like friends. So I just am curious as to what self-care other people are doing, you know, in their personalities, what that looks like for them. I'm interested oh, yeah. in like I'm a, an Enneagram one, you know, ones are the perfectionist, the order people. And so another self-care for me would probably be like a mini declutter session in my house <laughs> because it just like keeps it all pretty and organized. And that speaks to me, you know, that like brings peace into my world. So when you come and stay at my condo, like, are you on edge the whole time? No, because, because it's not my space. Oh, okay. I so mean, I can look. To. I can look at your space and go, "Oh, I would love to help." Like, you organize used to say it. that in yes. Texas. In Texas, our garage was like oh. a. It was like a throw all junk all space because and create a tiny little path to walk through <laughs> because the garage door opener didn't work, so we didn't ever park our car in there. So we literally just threw the things mm-hmm. in the garage. And anytime Megan came over, she would say, "I can well, maybe maybe if we've got an extra hour, we could just go out <laughs> in the garage." <laughs> See, that would be self-care for me is helping you organize. I should have probably been like a professional organizer or something in my world, my life. That's funny. No, organizing. I'm an Enneagram six with a seven wing. And I actually did read some of like the self-care and things for an Enneagram six and the self-care things didn't speak to me as much as I read what sevens you know, what they do to help them get out of a funk. Because your wing is so strong. My wing, my seven wing is pretty strong. And that spoke to me a lot. That was definitely like, yep. Like, like I said, just even getting out and grabbing, you know, a beer with Logan or whatever. It doesn't have to be anything big for me. I think the, the biggest takeaway for me is getting out of the house space mm-hmm. and just going somewhere. It, yeah. It, pulls me immediately out of whatever funk, little funk phase that I'm in. You know, it's interesting because I never had really thought about the fact that different personality types have different self-care needs. You know, you kind of think one size fits all sort of thing. And it what do doesn't. you think Ben, like what would Ben say his self-care is? Oh, that's a good question. Um, if he's in a funk, what is he like? Hey, I just need to do... He kind of, he kind of will watch some kind of show, you know, he likes likes to build things. He does. He likes to go out into the garage with, you know, his wood stuff and make things. Um, That's real big. Or just kind of having a a restful day. You know, he's always going, going, going. So for him, I think just a day to kick up his feet is always life breathing into him. Restful. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to add that to my list. I like to sleep. So I'm adding that to my list too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, 
you know, Logan's a lot like Ben where he's pretty even keel. Mm-hmm. And so these, even his like little funks, there are few and far between. Um, and I think maybe that's just, a man thing. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Cause our hormones are always <laughs> out of control. Um, I think he would just say he just needs some space. Like, yeah, just like let him have, you know, a f- make sure the girl's aren't bugging him Take make sure they're taken care of. Yeah. Ben's would be like, don't give me a honeydew list. Yes. Just let me do my own thing. Can you, can you take care of the things? So yeah. I, I guess similar to Ben, so yeah. I can just do, do nothing. I mean, but he, obviously he loves playing golf. So anytime he can mm-hmm. go Same with out him. and play golf or, um, you know, hang out with friends. He, Oh, Oh, I'm forgetting his biggest self-care. You really know what it is. Cooking. It's cooking. Yeah. That relaxes him. If he can have the kitchen and he can make something that he's been wanting to make. Oh my gosh. That is, it's get, get your drum roll ready. It's food for the soul. (laughs) (laughs) I can honestly say my self-care is not in the kitchen, not in the kitchen. No, no, that would be like a chore for me. Mm-hmm. That would put but me into a more of a funk mood. We need to go back to um, Mary Ellen's episode. We need to bring joy back oh, into our right. into our bring kitchen. joy back into our kitchen. So, speaking of joy, what was good though this week? We got to squeeze oh. the good. Okay, so I was thinking about this. Ben was out of town uh, last week or the end of this last week, and he had a conference he went to. And so of course that's my kid's opportunity. Mom, can we sleep in your room, please? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I had for the three nights, Ben was gone. I had all three kids in my room and, but I, I, I draw the line. Only one can be in the bed with me because like, I don't want this sandwich, you know, sleepover. I still lack my space, my beauty sleep. And so I, they rotated who got the bed with me. And then we brought mattresses down from upstairs and put them on the floor in my room. And we had a a family sleepover for three nights and it was fun. I mean, I didn't get a lot of sleep. That's the not fun part, but the good part of it is just the silliness with the kids. And, you know, we didn't turn the TV on. We just kind of hopped in the bed and told funny stories. Landry, my little five-year-old, she is a funny storyteller. Girlfriend likes to talk about heads popping off. I'm not quite sure where that comes (laughs) from. And then she gets into like potty talk mode because she knows she can get a good laugh out of Davis and Reed. And so we were rolling over just these bedtime stories. And it was just a sweet, sweet time with the kids, you know, that I don't always get. Mm -hmm. Now I don't like my squeeze the good. Yours is (laughs) way way better. What's yours? Mine is a joint gel. Oh, what? I know. It's called Arnicare. Sounds like a drug. It's not. It's for your joints. So if you have any kind of pain, it is an incredible gel. It's like a gel cream. And again, it's called Arnicare. So Haley Bell has been playing soccer and lacrosse. And I think that we haven't been that active in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And her little knees were hurting and she's growing. She's going to be 
tall also. Oh, so does it help with growing tall. pains kind of mm-hmm. things? Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. So Arnicare is, uh, was my lifesaver this week. Cause we were trying everything. I was giving her, um, Tylenol. We were trying the icy hot. We were icing her knees. We put the heating pad. We were doing, we had contacted, um, you know, a physical therapist and an orthopedic doctor that we know here, we were doing the things that they were telling us to do. And it was, it was not Mm -hmm. taking away the pain. And I remembered, um, so I have a niece that had back surgery and my sister said that they had used Arnicare for some of the topical pain. And I was like, Oh, I had forgotten about that. And so, um, it's on, you can get it at CVS or Walgreens or of course, Amazon, which we'll link that in our show notes. So make sure you go check out, um, our show notes for the links, but yeah. So my squeeze the good, it came to the rescue this week. She said, mom, and she asks for it now, mama, can I have the Arnicare? And I only give it to her if she's in like, you know, we, I'm not one of those that over medicates. I don't yeah, like I know. I get you. I understand, but that's great. Especially man, if it helps with growing pains, cause we are right there with the girls. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. and I never want to just throw Advil or Tylenol or whatever at them. I just think it's important. I know in our squeeze the good, we're going to be talking about, you know, things that have been helpful for us this right. week. Like yeah. as moms, you know, throw each other a bone, help each other out. <laughs> make sure sh- we got to make, make it a sure. little easier for each other. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Meg's podcast today. We have the best time talking about (laughs) all the things. All the things. We love it, don't we, Meg? Yes. Well, y'all be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes that we have. And then also come find us on social media. We want to connect with you at the Meg's podcast.